Welcome to the Parkway Live Church Podcast. Thank you for taking time to let God's Word impact you. Always encouraged to know God is touching lives through this ministry. Please visit parkwaylife.com to let us know. You can also hit the giving tab to sow into the ministry that you are experiencing. Now, prepare your heart to hear a word from God today. Kids ask, kids ask such great questions, just incredible questions, and, and I like these questions that kids ask God. We're starting a series today called Rule Breaker, and um, I want to just kind of lead into that with this. Dear God, instead of letting people die and making new ones, why not just keep the ones you got now? Jane. Pretty good idea, I thought. I like this one. I went to a wedding and they kissed in church. Is that okay? Neil. How about, dear God, I am American. What are you? (laughs) I like that. Dear God, in Bible times, did they really talk that fancy? Jennifer. And then my last one. Dear God, will you please put another holiday between Christmas and Easter? There is nothing good in there right now. (laughs) Jenny. I love it. Today we're talking about rule breaker. And if I could put a subtitle on that, I would say breaking the enemy's rules. Next week, I'm going to be speaking out at the park, and the name of that message is Keep Off the Grass. We're going to talk about breaking some of the enemy's rules. Dr. Evan O'Neill Kane believed that general anesthesia was an unnecessary risk for some patients. So he set out to prove his point by performing major surgery using nothing more than local anesthesia. On February the 15th, 1921, after local anesthesia was administered, Dr. Kane cut the patient open, clamped the blood vessels, removed the appendix, and stitched the wound. The patient was none other than Dr. Evan O'Neill Kane. He performed surgery on himself. And self-surgery change standard operating room procedure on how we deal with anesthesia for different cases. I want to say this. If you want to repeat history, do it the way it's always been done. But if you want to change history, do it the way it's never been done before. (laughs) Oh, I'm going to have fun preaching today, so you just as well buckle in. History makers are rule breakers, and no one was better at it than the one who wrote the rules in the first place, and I'm calling today Jesus the rule breaker. I think sometimes we see the, the Olin Mills picture of Jesus. I should have put it on the screen for you today. You know what I'm talking about. It's a beautiful Olin Mills shot of Jesus. It looked like he just left the salon. It, you know, that was taken right there in Jerusalem. 
And we think that is the Jesus that we serve. We think of him as a pacifist, creating world change by doing powerful things like liking the church Facebook page or really stepping out and changing the world by putting an angry emoji on that post about the top sinners in Hollywood. And that's about the power of who this Jesus, this Olin Mills looking Jesus, looks like he possesses. But you are picturing the wrong Jesus. Jesus was, and this is maybe going to mess up some of your religious philosophy, but Jesus was a revolutionist. Here are three rules that Jesus kept as a rule breaker. Number one, I think you love this one. Thou shall offend Pharisees. I think he just got a kick out of it. He had to walk off smiling. There's a story, check this out, about a man at a pool and every year the angel would trouble the water, stir the water at the pool and the first one in the pool is the one who received their healing. I don't understand it all, but that's what the scripture says. This man had been at the pool, lame on his feet for 28 years. And because he was slow due to his uh, invalid situation, he couldn't get first into the water. Can you imagine the guy with a broken arm? Always beat him. He never could get there in time. And 28 years, one after the, the next, he just kept, oh, and struggling with all that. And all of a sudden, Jesus stepped up to this man and into this pool we call the pool of Bethesda. He stepped to the man and he didn't stir the waters. He did something completely different than had been done at the history at that pool. He stepped up and he just healed him. Just boom. Now, this is the unique funny factor of it is that Jesus could have healed the man at the pool of Bethesda on any day of the week. But he chose to perform this miracle on the Sabbath. Now that may not be a big deal to you, but it ticked off the religious day, the folks of that day, the establishment. Jesus offended them so bad. And this is the reason why. It's because the man, once he was healed, picked up, in fact Jesus told him to, I'll say it in a minute, picked up his bed and you were not supposed to pick up your bed because that was considered work and all the Pharisees could get hung up on is not that the man was healed after 28 years but that Jesus broke the law and the man picked up his bed. Jesus could have done it any day but he chose the Sabbath and I want to tell you something. If you follow the footsteps of Jesus, you're going to offend some Pharisees along the way. I'm not speaking of breaking rules to do evil, but breaking the rules of evil to do good. Rule breakers and world changers don't major and minors 
and get stuck in the woods. They keep the main thing, the main thing, and they aren't afraid to break rules because that's what leads to breakthroughs. I, the world, no wonder they don't want to flood to Christianity because they look at us as pacifists, as wimps, as nobodies, but they don't understand who the church really is. Our leader is out in front and he doesn't really care what anybody else is saying. He is going to break the rules of the enemy to make sure that he does good in people's lives. Number two, rule that Jesus loved to keep is thou shalt think different. <laughs> Most of our problems are very perceptual. The solution isn't doing something different. It's thinking about the problem differently. Albert Einstein said it well. He said the significant problems we face cannot be solved at the same level of thinking we were on when we created them. According to MIT research, most people try to solve a problem as it is presented, and that is precisely why many problems never get solved. If Jesus had tried to solve the lame man's problem as presented, he would have repositioned the man closer at the pool to give him better pool position so when the angel troubled the water, he was just a shove away from getting his healing. But no, Jesus changed his life by changing the rules. Jesus never deals with your disease, your sin, your worth issues on the same level they were created. He always goes higher and drops, and if I can say it this week, and if you've been watching your news, he drops a Moab right on top of your problem. In other words, he drops a mother of all bombs from on high to destroy because he doesn't work at the same level that the enemy is working. He goes higher, he goes stronger, he goes better, he goes bigger. He's a revolutionist and he thinks different. <laughs> Number three rule that Jesus keeps and love to do so is thou shalt ask questions. According to the research, children ask 125 probing questions per day. Do you believe that? Possibly more. Adults, on the other hand, ask only six probing questions per day. That means somewhere between childhood and adulthood, we lose 119 questions per day. At some point, most of us stop asking questions, and this is the problem with that, and we start making assumptions that we know it all, we understand it all, We've got all the understanding, so why do we need to ask anymore? And that is the day that our imagination starts dying. But it's also the day 
that miracles stop happening, if you want to experience the miraculous, you need to quit making assumptions that whatever you're currently stuck in at the level you're stuck in that there is not a God who will, I'm telling you, he will break the rules to get in and do what needs to be done. But you got to get some awe about you that you understand that I'm not assuming that where I'm at is where I'm going to always be, but I've got a God that is still teaching me, growing me, and learning me into a better place. Listen to this assumption. John 5, 10. It is the Sabbath and it is not lawful for you to take up your bed. Oh my goodness. You can't do that. We're assuming that. We got it figured out. And here comes Jesus, the rule breaker. And he said, I love the question. Lame man, do you want to be made whole? What? Everybody's looking around. <laughs> what? And it says, take up thy bed and walk. Jesus asked 307 questions in the gospel. He was asked 183 questions and he only answered three of them because every time they asked a question, he asked, answered the question back in the form of a question. 1 Corinthians chapter 8 and verse 2 says, he, I love this, he who thinks he knows does not yet know as he ought to know. Can I give you a translation? The more you know, the more you know how much you don't know. Can I get a witness? And I'm sick and tired of the world thinking they've got Christianity figured out. You are not going to figure out this God that I'm speaking of today. (laughs) He's powerful. Half of faith is learning what we don't know. The other half is unlearning what we think we know. That's why Jesus reportedly says this, you have heard that it was said, but I tell you. In other words, you need to quit assuming you need to quit thinking in the old way and in the area that the problem was created in the first place and you need to listen what I'm telling you about it. He was doing this. He was uninstalling Old Testament assumptions with New Testament revelations. He's turning everything upside down. He's going the extra mile or turning the other cheek. It was more than behavior modification. Jesus was reverse engineering the old rules and installing a whole new way of doing things. Listen to the kind of questions he would ask. And listen to this Jesus, the rule breaker. Listen to this. Why do you notice the splinter in your brother's eye, yet fail to perceive the wooden beam in your own eye? Dude, that messed up everybody. 
Listen to the Jesus, the rule breaker. And why do you break the commandments of God for the sake of your tradition? Like, Jesus, what do you mean? We built this whole deal on tradition, he said. Woman, where are thy accusers? And the religious are holding their stones. Has no one condemned you? This Jesus that we celebrate today just was not normal. Nobody wants a normal Savior. Can I get a witness? I don't want a normal Savior. I'm just going to tell you a little bit about Nathan Keating. I hate average. I hate normal. I hate traditional. Sorry. It just sounds lazy and it sounds bland. I just don't like it. If, they, if I go to the mall and they say, well, that looks traditional, I, I say, mm-hmm, we're going to the next one. I walked up to a place yesterday, and I, stood, I came in there, and they said, can we help you put some things together? Because I was the guy that waited yesterday to get my outfit. Because you've got to get an outfit for Jesus, because he's looking on me here this morning. <laughs> and, I got, and I went in there, and he said, can I help you? And I said, so he said, this looks real good. I said, bro, that is way too bland. I left him quick. He was way too traditional for me. Average and bland and normal is not who I am. I want to look, let me tell you what kind of guy I am. I want to look to the heavens at the nighttime and be in absolute awe and my mouth fell open as I see the galaxies and the stars and think about the power who he is that he slung the heavens into existence and propped his feet on the earth. That's the kind of God I want, but yet I want that same God when I whisper his name to touch me on my skin and goosebumps jump up on me. That's the kind of God I want. I, I want to be proud of him as I see him unconditionally love a pauper and laugh as he refuses the money of the rich man when he tries to buy Jesus. You may want, you may be different than me, you may want stained glass God lost in cathedrals and pipe organs. You may hunger and thirst for a God that you call the man upstairs like every country song does. But I want a God that will touch me on the level that can feel the feelings of my infirmities. That when I am hurt, he said, I felt that kid. I got you. I'm not normal. I broke the rules. I know where you're at. That's the kind of God that I want, a God that can bring the music to life in my life, that can make me feel, that, that can bring sense out of my stained life. If you want normal, you don't want Jesus, the rule breaker. If you want normal, do not choose my Jesus. If you want normal, I recommend something for you today, though I will help you out. There's a lot of self-proclaimed gods that are in a grave. That is a self-proclaimed God, but yet they no longer speak. They're worshiped at. They stand in lines to get in the places to worship him across our world today, but that God is dead. If you want that, 
God bless you. We'll send you out because that's not what my Jesus is. He stepped on water. He, he climbed the sea. He is a God that was a revolutionist that did everything different. You say, what's the big deal about that? Because you were a stinking Gentile, a dog, a forgotten nobody. But Jesus broke the rules that you could even be in the house today. He said, I'll break the enemy's rules because I'm going to give you a chance. Somebody give the Lord a shout of praise like you're glad to be at church. If you want normal, choose the self-proclaimed king of pop, a rock, a rap, or country. You don't want Jesus if you're looking that low. Because my Jesus is the creator that went down into a miry clay and took a bunch of old mud and started forming it. And then breathed life into it and you became a man. The only reason they even got a stinking voice, the only reason they got a muscle to hold a football is because the God, the creator I serve is just all that. If you want to walk down the hall of a school and no one notice you're a Christian, you don't want my Jesus. If you want to work a job and no one ever asks you what is different about you, you don't want my Jesus. If you want to come in church and never feel anything because it might be too much for you and, oh, God, I don't know if I can do that, you don't want my Jesus because he'll make your skin crawl. He'll touch you. You'll feel him run up and down your back, in your heart, in your spirit, in your mouth. You can't help it. He's just Jesus, the rule breaker. And if you want him, you can have him. <laughs> Listen, he will walk into your temple and turn over every table in it. He will turn religious religion upside down. He'll put the funeral home completely out of business because every time he comes to a funeral, somebody's going to leave standing instead of in a casket because that's what he did to every funeral he showed up at. You will stand out, I'm sorry, if you're on fire for Jesus. You will be a world changer, a community influencer, a marriage healer, a positive talking, a foot washing servant that stands out like a city set on a hill. It's just what you're going to be if you choose my Jesus. If you want safe, don't choose Jesus. He'll walk down into hell with a Texas swagger and demand the keys to death, hell, and the grave. He will also walk down into your hell and bring you back the key to open up your prison. If you want to stay addicted, you do not want to meet my Jesus because when you meet him, he is the only one that you're going to leave addicted to. Yeah. Hallelujah. Scott, come up here and get ready for me. I know you're not ready. You're thinking I'm not through yet, and I'm not. I just want you up here. I need all the musicians, the singers, everybody get up here because I'm about to wrap this up so they can go kiss babies and get Easter eggs, the spiritual stuff. He is my Jesus. I said, he is my Jesus. Somebody say, he's my Jesus. He's my Jesus. 
No, 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 no. You need to say it like you mean it. He's my, don't let the Muslims outdo you with all their stuff. I said, you need to say, he's my Jesus. No, 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 no. I was at a hotel down in Houston the other day and looked out my window and down in the middle of the Galleria out there right in the middle of the parking lot, a guy laid a little thing down, got out of his taxi, got down and began to worship Allah. I said, he's, this Jesus is my Jesus. Is there anybody proud of it? I know it breaks the rules a little bit for you to get excited about it, but is he your Jesus? I need you to get something down in your spirit. You're not serving a pacifist. You're serving a revolutionist. He changed everything. I'm calling on the church. Just remain standing with me. Just I'm calling on the church to get bad to the bone, to understand who you serve and why you're serving. He does not even fit quietly into this book. Between these two pieces of leather, I can feel, boom, 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 the heartbeat of God. Pastor, I don't like to read my Bible. You must not have cracked it open. And you're just trying to read your daily reading program and don't feel anything. Because when I open it up, he can't stay in there. He's a revolutionist. And meeting me in 2017, right where I am and exactly what I'm dealing with, here he comes. And boom, he gives me a rhema word out of it. And the words of God begin to pump out of it and fill my soul. If you want a God on a little page of black and white that you can tuck away and let dust get on, you don't want my Jesus. My Jesus will get up and, and touch you and speak to you out of the word. Let me, let me tell you, let me tell you about my Jesus, when I open the book, I weep with the prophet and lamentations when I hurt. I speak in tongues with Peter and Acts. I stand unashamed of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ with Paul as it pumps out of the word of God. I stand with him unashamed of the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ with Paul. I stand on the bow of the ark with Noah as God gives me a way out. When I see that there is no way out, I feel that speak to me out of the word. I cry out, Jesus, thou son of David, with the blind man, when I am healed, I dance with David in the presence of his God, as he rides back into his life, I stand with Moses and lift my face to God when the water is parted for me and he gives me a way out of my own personal Egypt. I pick up stones, I pick up stones out of faith with David when I know that my God is bigger than the Goliath that I face. I hug the chest of my God along with John when I need to hear the heartbeat of my Savior. But I, but, 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 but I, also, I also deny him like Judas. And yet he still broke the rules and loves me. I also, I'm not proud of it, but I doubt him sometimes like Thomas. But this is how he broke the rules. He still pursues me. 
It don't make sense, people. It don't make sense. But he's a rule breaker. He rose for you and I. He broke the rules to love us. Did you deserve it? Somebody please say no. But guess what? Even though you don't deserve it, my Jesus made you worthy by dying and then rising to give you life. And he said it this way, and I'm gonna give it to you even more abundantly. Hallelujah. They killed him. Do you understand? They killed him. They put him on a cross. They drilled into his hands and his feet, and he bled blood. They shoved a spear into his side, put crown of thorns on his head, tucked him in a tomb, and tried to say, it is over. It is over. But this is what he did. He broke all of the rules. He, broke, he tried to tell them, I'm going to destroy this temple and rebuild it. And they're going, I just don't think it's an engineering possibility to do that. And they went to each other and they fussed about it. And he goes, dude, you don't understand what I'm saying. This temple is about to be destroyed. But in three days, I'm coming up out of here. He broke the rules by conquering death, hell, and the grave. And he rose again to change everything. Give me a little bit of music. He he, he rose to change everything. And I want to tell you something today. If you are stuck, if you are stuck, if Jesus just fits nicely in the Easter, (laughs) and that's his only place you want to keep him, You don't know my Jesus. (laughs) If you'll just give him a chance, I'm just going to tell you, he will ride into your life and you'll be stepping back and going, man, like Ezekiel, he's a wheel within the middle of my wheel. He's something in the middle of whatever you need right here this morning. I just want to tell you, he's Jesus the rule breaker, and if you love him, and if you believe him, I know this may not be a traditional Easter Sunday morning message, but he's not a traditional God. And I just wanted to preach something this morning to let you know Jesus is whatever you need him to be. But you got to let him rise again in your life. You got to let him wake up in your world. You can't just let him wake up in Jerusalem. You got to let him wake up in Andy and Bob and Sarah and Bill and Susie. He's got to wake up in your life, Bill. He's got to wake up in your life, David. He's got to wake up in your life, Kirk and Matthew and Michael. He's got to wake. And when he does, I'm telling you, he stretches wide, he gets big, and he's Jesus, the rule breaker. And you will never be the same again. Put your hands together and call him worthy. Shout hallelujah. Praise him. And give him a shout of love. Somebody said Jesus. Somebody said Jesus. Come on, somebody say Jesus.
Now I want you to do something. I know it doesn't seem to be fit, fitting, but get both hands in the air. Stretch them high. You're not embarrassed of this, God. I want you to shout.